Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 152 of the WW Bro Podcast with me, your host, Anthony DiDomenico. We are coming to you live every Monday night, 8 p.m. on Facebook. But as always, the podcast is available at www.podcast.podbean.com, as well as on iTunes. And please do not forget to five-star rate and review. I love reading those reviews. I love sharing them with everybody. I share them with uh, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. I'm bringing back MySpace. I want to show that you guys are the absolute best podcast listeners out there. So definitely five-star rate and review. Uh, there's some sales going on right now, right before Christmas. Built Bar, 12 days of Christmas. You can go to BuiltBar.com. Use code Podcast. We're giving you at least 10% off your order. So definitely go ahead and check that out. Um, so the voting ended for Best of Long Island. So we'll see how it went. Hopefully that we, uh, you know, we actually win. Best podcast on Long Island. I'm hoping that happens. But more important things to talk about today. I'm joined, as you can see, by a very special guest. He is the co-host of the ALG podcast, John Arpino. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here in the Manchild studio. Right. Better known on Facebook as J Arp's Journey. Oh, Instagram. That's Instagram. Facebook. It, yeah. Do you have a Facebook? I or? do have a Facebook. We actually shared it moments ago on my Facebook. Do you remember that? I meant like a page where it's... Yeah, no, I have that too. That's also uh, J Arp's Journey. That's J-A-R-P-S Just underscore Journey. Type in Jarps and you'll find... <laughs> Just type Jarps in. Uh, it's very confusing. He confuses people with it. It's it's JRs, but it's spelled Jarps. So, so I figured out the name of the your of your uh, band that will be someday standing right here. They're going to be called Counting Carbs. That's Count- gonna, that's going to be the name of the band. Why is my Why is my band Counting Carbs? Well, because I count carbs, and I'm sure eventually you're going to count carbs. Did you do you count carbs? I well, I do. I count macros. Okay, so so that's the perfect name for a band is Counting Carbs. Okay, I just didn't know where that came from. That was because like because you know, remember I said Maestro bring us out for the music. Oh, okay. So one day when one this day. is you know an NBC studio. Actually, the the band that plays us in and out is called Hollow. Oh, okay. And that single is something to believe. My best friend Nick wrote it. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate it. it's a very good song. It is, and it's fun. It, I wish it was like longer. Like the, there's a longer version, but for the iTunes they just released like a, a shorter version. The the lead singer of that is the lead singer of Fuel. Oh, really? They okay. hired him to do the song. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. I was the you know. But if you want counting carbs to do it, I mean, yeah. I can only imagine the the schlemiels you'll bring in for counting yeah, exactly. carbs. Exactly. Come on, counting carbs. Bring us out. Yeah. Uh, there we go. They'll be very tired because they <laughs> <laughs> they'll feel they'll be they'll be they'll be more full, but they won't have as much energy. No energy. Yeah. So anyway, uh, this is your third time actually on on the WW Bro podcast. Um, I think that's a record. To is be it? honest, yeah. I think you are actually the hot, the the person who's been on this podcast the most. You, I had you on like about twenty something epigo, episodes ago. Then we did the show with Gormy. Yeah, and now tonight. It's funny because it, I also hold the title of most frequent guest on his podcast as well. I think I'm just going for that title for everybody. I didn't mean it to happen that way. Yeah, I, I wish it was somebody else. I, I really yeah, do. He's, he's um, I, I, there's so many other people. He he was like, hey, "Oh, Cuzzy, let me be on the podcast." Hey, Cuz, what are you doing Monday? I know you do that podcast. And uh... I actually wasn't going to have a guest tonight, but it, it worked out. And um, so, the people that haven't maybe heard the the podcast, I can't imagine that they haven't. But uh, just give a little backstory about you know how you got to the point where, you know, where you started from and, and how you got to where you are now? Uh, so I've been heavy my whole entire life. Um, I battled with my weight since as long as I could remember. Um, you know, I was in and out of the hospital my whole entire life with bad asthma. Uh, kept me back from doing a lot of, you know, normal childhood things. 
Fast forward, uh, I reached 510 pounds, and I uh, code blued in my house in front of my family. Um, at that point, I really just had two options. It was either to die or to be given another shot, and thankfully, I got another shot, and I totally ran with it and changed my life. I'm down 273 pounds That's now. awesome. Thank you, sir. That's absolutely awesome. That's, that's, uh, that's a heavy person. That is a big guy. You lost like a, a meaty man. Yeah. Yeah, beefy, beefy I'm guy. picturing a guy with like a beard and a flannel. Maybe his name's Kyle or something Probably. like that. A, kind of. Yeah, beard, tattoos, right? Yeah, yeah. you know. Um, Might chop wood in his free time. Post about liking bacon a lot. Like yeah. that kind of. You Keeps lost dip in his back pocket. You can always Dip in the, the back ring. pocket. Yeah. You lost that guy. I did. That, that's, that's awesome, man. I mean, you think about where you were, like you, you coded. Yeah, no, I did. Which I absolutely is did. The craziest thing, and it's a, it's a well, I think it was my biggest fear. That's why I started was because I I was I was I'm like I'm gonna die. I did it for both of us, really. Well, thank you because you, you had to do it. I yeah. mean, you were just a. There mere, was one of us who had to do it. You know, I mean, you were kind of like the run to the litter at 510 <laughs> pounds. I mean, but me and Gormy uh, we talked about it on that one podcast. But yeah. I was 583 when, when I started. So. You've always liked to excel, though. So I did. I was excelling. <laughs> I part of me wishes I had gotten to that 600 point. Um, just before the like, be like, oh, six hundred pounds. But then yeah. thinking about it now, I would be over four hundred pounds still, and I'm like, eh, I yeah. don't want that. Right, exactly. You know, I'm kind of kind of happy with where I am. So you know, I'm happy with where you are. I'm well, I'm happy, but I'm not happy. If if you know, like you know, someone just wrote, did you explain 2016 to me? Is that was when it was? Was 2016? That was that was 2016. Uh, no, that was 2015. Who said that? Uh, somebody named Stephen. I don't know his last name. I don't want to say last name. Hey, name. Steven. Is Steve. it Steve Arnone? Yeah. Okay. Okay. What's up, Steve? Name, that's, that's my trainer. That's uh, my, one of my best friends, Steve. He helped me totally change my life. Uh, so before, um, well, right after the whole cold blue thing, mm-hmm. uh, before I had, so I did eventually have gastric sleeve surgery. Before we did, before I had that done, uh, I refused to have the surgery. I was not, you know, a fan. I always thought it was an easy way out. So I had gotten into the gym and I had hooked up with Steve and, you know, with the hard work that, you know, Steve and I put in together, he helped me lose 88 pounds. And then just because of the asthma, um, it was basically a double-edged sword. The reason why I got so heavy in the first place is because I spent a long time of my life on a drug called prednisone. So prednisone either makes you, you know, stunt your growth or gain weight. So I was 5'10", you know, six foot five. It didn't stunt anything there. Um, so my doctors literally said to me, Hey, listen, John, you can keep working as hard as you want in the gym. You'll lose weight. But every time you have an asthma attack, you're going to be put back on, you know, prednisone and you're just going to gain what you lost. So, uh, you know, we were able to, uh, get that weight down, have that surgery. And then as soon as I was cleared to be back in the gym, I've been there ever since I was just there right before I uh, walked into the uh, man child studio. That's awesome. Steven actually said, uh, tattoos, beard, dip my back pocket, 260 pounds. Uh, John lost me. So he yes. is actually the yeah. guy we're talking about. Yes, that is true. You, yeah, yeah. 2016, Steve. That's right. I didn't he, mean to, uh, he's to, way less douchebag now though. Okay. Well, I, I, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, uh, we know I, you I feel we that know, you, know. you would probably associate with somebody that was like, uh, you know, kind of like a, a, a like you. What is like me? Yeah, no, hey, what's You're going like on, bro? Me. What are you doing? Are you going, are we lifting today? What are we doing? How much are we benching? Get the... I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. done found it. Yeah. All right, then I can go ahead and I can do a regular podcast. All now. right, listen, I want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, you were at the gym before here, and I got to, you know, I'll, I'll give credit where credit's due. I, I got back in the gym this weekend. One of the main reasons is watching you every night at thank the gym. You. Thank you, man. Um motivated me to get back in. I used every excuse, you know, use every excuse. I don't want to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, it's, oh, I can't breathe. It's, you know, whatever. Just suck it up. Go. And I, I felt better this week. I, I, I feel better. You look great. I don't look great. But, you know, I think you look fantastic. Oh, thank you. Um, yesterday was bad. I was like a question mark. I was shaped like a question mark yesterday. Oh, really? With the yeah. with the little dot below too. Yeah, that was my knee. That was that was my knee that was buckling. Um, it was, that was my back was the question mark, and the dot was my knee. What happened was, uh, you know, we had snow this week. Yeah, we did. So I was, um, I shoveled, and I just my back, I guess, didn't like it. Getting didn't like <laughs> it, and then I went out Saturday because I thought like because the sun was beating on it a little bit that I can actually um, break the ice, so I can get in my parking spot. Right. And I was like, like a like a like a like a axe. Oh yeah, you were just sledgehammering. Just, just sledgehammering away, and it did not do anything yeah. after like fifteen minutes. It was I'm not like, time to nah, play like, the game. I'm like, yeah. no, nah, I'm gonna go in. Um, and then the next day, I got up off a, a piece of machine at the gym, and my knee was like, Wah. and then <laughs> I was just walking around like Mick Foley, like yeah. you know, when he came out. That yeah. was just it's exactly how I I was walking. I could. Totally see it, to be honest with you. So but today was better. I, I was actually, it was better. Um, it was better, a little better yesterday. And then today was, was back to normal again. Back to my normal waddle limp that I have. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the bad back, bad knee limp. Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. Yet. Exactly. That's like, you know, it's, it's crazy. The, you know, it's, well, that's what happens. Like, you know, people don't realize you're overweight for a certain amount of time. You have ailments. You have oh, yeah. things that stick with you. Oh yes. So you you, you experience that as well. Oh, yeah, right? I have like I have three herniated discs in my back, which I just recently found out. Uh, probably the so before last month, the three months prior to that, I couldn't walk. Like I just really couldn't walk. But I was still, I was still in the gym because I'm just a maniac, and I just fought through the pain. And then I basically said enough was enough. I had to get an MRI. I had to get all sorts of scans, and they said, hey, you have three totally herniated, exploded discs in your back, and I had to get an epidural. Um, now I'm good. I mean, thank God, knock on wood, that bedoule yeah. has been working since I got it. I think this is for Micah. Oh, that's for Micah? <laughs> right, right. I don't know. <laughs> All right, whatever. So lightning's going to hit me when I, I get out of Ikea. here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> whatever they make the stuff out of Ikea. That's but yeah, no, I got, I got up a Dural and I feel, uh, I feel better, but you know, I, I weeble, I wobble. I have one leg shorter than the other and I test that to being, you know, heavy my whole life and leaning to one side and. It is, it is what it is. It's our cross the bear, my friend. Yeah, like I definitely lean to one side because I had the bad knee, my, you know, yeah. since I was 16 when I had surgery. Uh, and then, you know, you just, you do, you tend to lean to one more side. And then mm-hmm. as I got heavier, that knee started bothering me. Um, I don't know. I don't, I didn't get that one checked out because that one didn't blow out. The, the other one did when I had the arthritic, arthritic flare up. So you, you said all these things you have wrong. They're the disc, mm-hmm. the one leg shorter than the other, but you then also professional wrestle i do how, how when do the you, world's not locked down okay when let's pretend like you know world's back to where it was okay it's a regular weekend you're wrestling right how how because i you know i watch professional wrestling it's it's crazy how you're back and forth how, how does that factor in like is it like it's twice as hard for you oh a thousand percent um i'll be the first to say that it's not just because it's me training for me learning how to do everything uh was probably two to five times more of a struggle than it is for a normal person who walks in just being uncoordinated my whole entire life. You have to remember, I didn't play sports. Yeah. You know, oh, I, you didn't No, I played peewee football for two years and then my asthma got too bad and my parents pulled me out. You I played, played baseball, played T-ball, you know, like I never, I didn't have that, you know, childhood athletic background and I come from a very athletic yeah. family. Like I have family that's been in the NFL, done college football, played overseas. 
just wasn't me. Okay. Um, so when I started wrestling, you know, it it was tough. And I and I really credit I credit my trainer. I credit the shit out of Bull James. Uh he really took his time and understood where I was coming from. And even to this day, man, listen, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you I'm you know, I'm doing five star matches in Tokyo Dome. That's not me. Um <laughs> But I get by. Uh, I get by slower than a lot of people. I pick things up a little bit slower than people. But yeah. what you know, I'm there. I show up. I get the thing done. Well, to you, it's a five star match at the Tokyo Dome. That's all that matters. I mean, that's re- as long as I have a good time. Seriously, I mean, that's really the thing. Especially if yeah. coming from what you said, where you don't have, you know, you didn't play sports growing up because of your asthma and everything else. This is like your first time really getting oh, in, yeah. getting into it. Mm-hmm. See, I, I played sports as a kid. I played uh, baseball. I played football for a couple of years um, in, in junior high. I didn't like playing uh, on the team with, in school. I'd rather right. play with my friends. That's actually hurt my knee playing football with my friends. I This kid that was actually on the varsity team was coming at me, and I was mm-hmm. like, I was about to get killed. He, I broke the tackle, and he grabbed my leg, and my knee popped. Oh, and my, my brother was, like, standing over making fun of me because I was crying because <laughs> it, hurt, it hurt. It was the worst pain ever. I'm sure. It, yeah, and then um, <clears throat> so I, you know, I played sport, but as I got older, as I got heavier, that went away. Yeah, and then I played like when I got into my twenties and I lost some weight. I played flag football and uh, and and softball. Did you do any of those things or, or no? Never. So wrestling's like the first. Wrestling time. is the first thing that I've done out the gate. Out the gate, just went in hot and heavy, and just yeah, lifting well, and wrestling. I've seen like you know that I know. Some prof- I know a few professional wrestlers. Uh, Dan Barry, who's been on the show, is a very good friend of mine, a comedian as well. I, I just know what goes into the training. Mm-hmm. So, like, you went from, like, zero to 100. To 1,000. To 1,000. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, my friend, me and my buddy, we were hanging out last night. We were actually tossed around this story. A few years back when I was in, when I was in high school, and I had totally convinced myself in high school when I was in, like, the worst shape of my life that I was going to join wrestling school then. Yeah. So we went down to NYWC to check out the classes and they're all doing, you know, a thousand sit-ups and, you know, 500 <laughs> Hindu squats and push-ups and all this calisthenics. And my buddies look at me and they're like, you're going to die. And I'm like, oh yeah, a thousand percent, I'm going to die, but I'm going to die doing what I love. You're and die you know, in the ring doing yeah. what you love. Absolutely. But, you know, fast forward six years later, finally, I'm in that exact room doing that exact cardio and uh, having a bowl. So now, yeah. So now, when the world opened back back up again, like what's what's the game game plan? Like, are you do you think you're ready to go right back no. to it because you've been training, or you got to now? No, I have a lot of rust to take off. Okay, a lot of cardio okay. to build back up. So do you do you do a lot of cardio, or, or no? You just mostly lift. Uh, right now, I'm just really focusing on lifting. Uh, I bounce around with my cardio. Uh, I'll hit cardio for a long time, you know, in a long stretch of time for a while, and then I'll just dwindle down focus on lifting and then i'll okay. get back to the cardio well here's the thing you know people were actually asking some questions and one of the things was about you know different things to do in the gym mm-hmm. with injuries and, and stuff like that so you listed yours you know you said you one leg shorter than the other you right. had the bad back and and everything asthma what do you do for cardio like what's what's your cardio like how do you so get when, that in? when i when i started in the gym i couldn't do any treadmills i couldn't do ellipticals none of that i didn't even have like the coordination to do the elliptical um what really helped for me was the incumbent bike. And I swear by it to everyone. If you've okay. got bad knees, bad back, hop on that incumbent bike, ride that thing for 45 minutes and call it a day. 45 minutes to an hour, that's all you need. And I, to this day, I swear by it. it really, I didn't really get into walking until right when this pandemic hit. Okay. And then I was doing a 5K a day just, just because I was just so concerned of not being able to do anything when the gym's closed. 
Yeah, I mean, that's where everybody was. You know, gym's closed. What do we do? Right. Um, and that's I, when I found out I had the bad back because I was walking on pavement walking. every day. And yeah. Well, that's how I really, my knee started screaming was walking on pavement. Right. I, I, last year I was training for a 5K. And I would walk every Saturday at the, if you live on Long Island, there's the Norman J. Levy Preserve. I would walk there every Saturday, but it's not concrete. It's right. it's like dirt and seashells, and it's like not as not as hard on the knees. And I figured, okay, the 5K is going to be on pavement. Let me mm-hmm. start walking on pavement. And one night, like I've talked about this before on here, I was at like two minutes into my walk, and my knee just like gave out. Yeah. And it was, you know, that's how you find out. You find out when you're, you know, when you're doing something that you don't normally do. Right. And the orthopedist was like, yes, it was the worst possible thing you could be doing for yourself. I'm like, oh, awesome. I'm trying to be healthy. Right. That's what my orthopedic said to me. He goes, oh, you've been walking on pavement? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. He goes, well, you're an idiot. You deserve all this. (laughs) So it kind of like, it got me down because I'm like, how bad out of shape I am? I can't walk on a sidewalk. Right. Yeah, like we try to just try to walk. I just want to walk here. I'm walking here. I'm walking here. I'm trying to, you know, do something to to get myself healthier. And I, and it's just another, it's another roadblock. And for a lot of people, it's another excuse. <clears throat> it is. And I, it's what I found the, um, I found the old lady handbike. Oh, okay. You like that? I do. Um, was, I was gonna get the foot bike under the desk. Gimmick. Yeah, yeah. I, but I just I couldn't buy. It's, I was embarrassed. It's great for the shoulders, and I got a great workout in. You know, it was I was at the point where my knee I couldn't even do a, a regular bike. Okay, my, I it was just the mobility was just like zero. In even it. on an incumbent bike. Yeah, yeah. Because <clears throat> well, the motion of bringing it up. Okay. Any bending was bad. Yeah. So I would just sit myself down, and I would just do that. That's a great workout. For dude. A half I've hour, and I burned a lot of calories on it, and. That's why I kind of got myself back into the gym and back into cardio again. Um, now I could do the treadmill. Mm-hmm. Um, some days, some days are better than others, but um, you just got to build yourself back up to it again. Yeah, no, a thousand. So that's what I have to do. I'm gonna have to build back up all my stamina that I lost. So that's got to be crazy cardio, the the wrestling stuff, oh, right? Yeah. So I've seen like back, running the ropes and 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 stuff like. So what is um? So you just do the bike. That's how you build your cardio up for that. So, I mean, that's really where it came from. But, I mean, now I can I can do the treadmill. I'll okay. do the treadmill. But just going to wrestling training itself and, and doing the cardio there and, you know, running the ropes and the regular, you know, drills that we do really, really helps the in-ring cardio. You don't you don't understand, like, the wind that it takes. Even if you're in the ring for five minutes, the, the amount of wind that you really need. So, like, when people tell you that it's fake and it's, you know, blah, 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 you know, they, they make fun of it. Like, you just wish you could bring him down to the ring and let him just run the road. Yeah, I mean, I minutes. just I take one flat back, that's all. And then tell me it's fake. Now, uh, a buddy of mine, Mick Thomas, comedian who I've had on the show as well, he went down with Dan Barry yeah. and Kurt Hawkins, and he was taking bumps, and he goes, it, it was so painful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had, so when I started, they did a bump class, and... We must have, it was the first time I ever bumped. We must have bumped anywhere between 35 to 50 times. And the next day, I was just, even later on that night, I was just on fire. I was crippled. I was just on fire. Well, people realize you're actually, you're falling. It's, you know, yeah. it's it's a ring, but like people have said about the WWE ring, it's very unforgiving. Oh, yeah. It's a thousand, it's, it's metal and wood. And they want because they want that sound. You get the right. sound with it, and it's yeah. just it's not, it's not it's a not mat. trampoline. It's it, the canvas is this thick. There's, <clears> there's <throat> nothing to it. So it's a re- it's, just, it's metal and wood. That's what that that yeah, ring is. That's it. That's it. And if you throw two blocks under it to stabilize it, it's a boxing ring. That's it. That's it. It's the same exact thing. That sounds pretty painful. It to, is to me. Yeah, um, it is. Uh, yeah. So I give you I give you a lot of credit for doing that, especially Thank again. You. 
with what the injuries you have, you're saying kind of like, screw this. This is my dream. Oh yeah. This is my dream. I think in my mind, listen, we got one life as far as we know, Mm -hmm. and I might as well do what I, I love for a little bit until I can't anymore. And I haven't done enough yet to even be satisfied. Well, yeah. I mean, because especially now this last year, (laughs) is there any word like as far as what wrestling's going, like when you guys will be back and I have no idea right now. Yeah. It's just, it's such a gray area. I know with comedy, there's, there's outdoor shows, there's, there's stuff like that. They were doing and, the outdoor shows for the wrestling for a mm-hmm. little while. It all depends on the state. Like, Jersey's very open. Yeah, Jersey's where they're doing a lot of the outdoor shows. But now yeah. it's... Now it's cold. It's two, 20 degrees at yeah. night. I mean, do I really want to do jokes with snot running down my face? Right. Probably not. I well, mean, it wouldn't run. It'd be frozen to your, to your face. Yeah, well, at least there would something be, like, entertaining uh, on the stage at that point. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's just... And plus, there's so little shows. There's not, like, there's not like a plethora of shows going mm. on. I mean, I got stuff starting to be booked indoors, you know, but who knows if we're going to be open for end of March to April. So I don't know, is wrestling like kind of booking like that now? Or is yeah, it just, it's, yeah, it's everything is just towards the other end of the year. Yeah. And it seems like so far away, which is like, I mean, when I took these gigs, I'm like, okay, it's March and April. That's yeah. months away. But then like when they shut down for two weeks, and back in March, I'm like, oh, that'll just, just be, and like, now we're, here we are. It's like, we're almost coming up on a year. Yeah, dude. So even I got these, I got these gigs on the books. I, I don't know like exactly what it's going to be. And, and you know, or if they're going to follow, if it's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. It could be like, no, it was still shut down. It all really depends on how, how a governor's feeling that day. You know, the, the, you know, I saw that I don't like to get political on here, but I just saw something that was funny that restaurant owners in New York city are not going to feed him. They're not going to feed him or the Blasio. It's that which is great. Um, get your shine box. Anyway, that's that's as political as you get with yeah. with that. But anyway, hopefully things open up. Yeah, we you know and we get- but shout out to all the restaurant owners in NYC. Seriously, yeah. any small business that's you know struggling to stay open, you know, support your local business, especially this time the holiday season. Doing last minute shopping, you know, hit up a small business. I know I made I made the conscious effort. I I did those uh, hot chocolate bombs. Yeah. Um, and I made sure to go to like a, a local. Where'd you go? Chocolate Duck? Yeah. Extra oh, sexual. That's awesome. And I got everything from him. They've been there like hundreds, I think over a hundred years. Have they been yeah, there? Yeah. Um, it, they had everything. Yeah. You know, it's like a, a great store. If you look into crafts and I, you know, unfortunately I didn't get a chance really to, to drink it. The, the kids <laughs> drank it, but they loved it. Maybe they were climbing the walls after. Yeah. They were like spider monkeys. It was awesome. <laughs> I, I, I put on mine. I put like hot chocolate in there, marshmallows, and then on the outside I put like a layer of Nutella and dipped them in sprinkles, and then I threw them, in, you know, in the hot chocolate, and they were just like That's my ne- my nephew Rocco drank his so fast <laughs> that he started jumping up and down, and you heard the hot chocolate bouncing around <laughs> in his stomach. I'm like, buddy, you're gonna throw up all yeah. over the place. And he's like, listen, you can hear it, and he's jumping, and the hot you actually heard the liquid like That's, jumping up. That's in his- terrible. And it was everything else. Like I made them pancakes and they ate like a pound of bacon. Your brother must love you. Yeah. I, I took the kids for a little while. It was, <laughs> gave them back, hopped up. I am hopped up on sugar. This way they want to do something with them. They're, they're awake. <laughs> he had his uh, holiday party that, so they, I'm sure they didn't care where the kids were at the next morning with that. So I, I definitely, um, it was fun. I made pancake cereal, nice. which is just like little pancakes. That's cool. They saw everything was from TikTok. Uh, TikTok. That's all they watch is TikTok. They're obsessed with TikTok. So everything they see on TikTok, like, Uncle Cheese, can you make that? Uncle Cheese, can you make that? The first thing I made was Thanksgiving. I made the Reese's stuffed Rice Krispie treats. That's cool. 
And then I made um, the hot cocoa bombs, which everybody's doing now. Yeah, everyone. Everyone's it's the it's the hit of the season. Yeah. I'm gonna try to make a cauliflower one for <laughs> for two points. I'm gonna make one that's gonna be like two points, and I'm gonna be like a genius and wow. throw some candy. <clears throat> but there's yeah, but you know, there's no you can have it. Have the have the cocoa bomb, as they say. Cuzzy cocoa bombs. Cuzzy cocoa bombs. That's it. That's the name of the business. That's Cuzzy, right. Cuzzy, Cuzzy cocoa, cocoa bombs. bombs. Let's do I'll it. I'll take my five percent. Oh wait, I can have half the company. We're we'll gonna do, do it together. We'll do oh, it all right, together. bet. Cuzzy cocoa bombs. Follow me on Instagram. You made the name, so I gotta I gotta bring you in on this. There we go. So speaking of of names and things that you have going for you, you have the Accountable uh, Life Group. Yes, you started this, and you have a podcast. Which came first? Which is like the chicken or the egg with this? Oh no, it was launched all at the same time. All at the same time. Yeah, totally all at the same time. Um, so right before the uh, pandemic, before we really even knew that the pandemic was a thing. Uh, I had uh, met my partner, David, David Roden, uh, Fit D Rock on Instagram. Uh, I was actually doing his podcast that he was starting. And halfway through the podcast, he kind of just shut the recording, was like, hey, man, everything that you're saying is kind of what I'm envisioning for what I want to do. Okay. So why don't we just come together and, and, and do it as a team? And I, you know, I thought on it. Um, this was over last summer and I, and I really, really thought about it. And I didn't know if he was serious at first because a lot of people just, you know, they talk and no one follows through. Um, which, you know, I can be a really big victim of that sometimes. <laughs> Same here. Uh, I'll be, you know, I'll stay accountable to that. But, um, you know, we, we put out a plan and before we even put out our first episode of our podcast or put together, we have a, uh, a community that is outside of regular social media. Okay. So we have a server where we, uh, we meet every Wednesday night for an, uh, for a free call. Uh, we have anywhere, you know, between 25 to 30 members on at a time. There's like 115 to 125 active members in the group at any given time. And, um, you know, before we put that into effect, you know, we were meeting every Wednesday night via Zoom, you okay. know, trying to plan this thing out, figure out where we're going and what we we're going to do. And lo and behold, you know, we we launched. Um, we've had a great reaction to it, like way better than I could have ever imagined. Um and it's shocking. Like, it's it's legitimate shocking to me. And now we are on the verge of launching our own website slash app. And uh, we're going to be dropping the Accountable Life Journal probably right around January 1. So uh, Perfect timing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. so this is like, instead of like doing, or even maybe added on to doing a weight loss program like WW right. or... If you're doing keto, if you're doing... If so, you had- so what I feel like is missing in the weight loss community, whether that be on social media or not, mm-hmm. is is literally that, a community. Uh, you know, people to rely on each other and count on each other and a support system. Yeah, everyone says that they support each other. But in, unless you're really talking to these people and you're you're cultivating a relationship with them, mm-hmm. you know, your word means absolutely nothing. I agree with that. Um, so I'm trying to, you know, me and David are trying to not revolutionize, you know, we're not creating the wheel here for the first time, but we're trying to have an uprise of a strong knit community. Well, here it is. The thing is too, it's, it's not just a a, a company as far as like a, 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 you know, corporate business saying, here's the plan. It's two guys that are in it, that are doing it. Right. That are like, okay, let me take what I've learned and, and pass that along. Exactly. Because that's really what people are doing on Instagram. I mean, that's what I, really immersed myself in with WW because, you know, you start you and you, you're looking for motivation and people that are in the same boat as you. 
And WW has that with Connect, mm-hmm. but and also the Instagram community is is great with that as well. And here you guys are taking that and kind of expanding on that, where you make it like, well, we can meet here every week. It's right, just yeah. not. I don't have to look at your post. I can actually just you know I can look at your post, but I can also come here and hear what you have to say. Hear what you have to say, story. and you you could post in there and be way more vulnerable than you would actually be mm-hmm. on regular social media. Um, and it's not it's not strictly tailored to just weight loss. It's it's all aspects of life, and and what's nice is we're going to we're steering right now into doing you know one on one and group coaching, which will be really really awesome. We'll take that to another level, and uh, I mean listen, like I said, the the reactions that we've been having from the people involved have been awesome. Um, the the people that I've been connecting with, they're just they're awesome on so many levels. I can't really speak enough about how how great this has been. Well, it sounds it sounds great, um, you know, because again, and I like the fact. Not to be like, oh, it's two guys, but it is. It's two guys. Yeah. You think of weight loss. You, you think of you know that that thing's a stigma that it, you know, especially a group. It's women. Oh yeah. You know, like WW had that stigma for older ladies. Mm-hmm. You know, housewives, and you know, and it's they still kind of have it, which is you know crazy because it's it's a weight loss program. It's just for you. To, the guys have to lose weight too. Yeah. You know, and I think guys aren't as open. No, they're not. And that's another stigma that I think that we're trying to, well, I, you know, we are trying to break is, is mm-hmm. that men showing emotion and, and expressing what they're feeling, especially when it comes to weight loss, when it comes to mental health, you know, all that. I, I feel like men have just kind of been pushed in the corner for a really long time and just been told, hey, deal with it. You know, you're a man. Be a man about it. Absolutely. <clears throat> and, it, it's, and, you know, I think especially going to these meetings, no matter what you're doing, if it's a majority of women, guys aren't going to open up as much either. Right. You know, because then, you, you, again... You know, it's that macho thing kicks in where you you don't want to look like you know any a less of a man in in front of women. And here is a place where you guys can go and just here it is. This is this is what I'm going through, and you'll see that it's not people are going through the same thing. You, oh you'll, yeah, you'll fly, and that's that's one of the reasons why I started this is because you know I I felt like for me I was like you know what do I do? Like I, I have like you know where do I go? Right. I'm a guy, but I'm in a, in a group that's a lot of women. Right. I, I joined with my best friend, which helped because we had each other. Mm-hmm. But again, like I felt a, sometimes out of place. Right. And that's where the support ended. You know, it was just you and your friend. Yeah, it was. But I had the support of the group. But again, I didn't have that guy that was over 500 pounds that had to lose a significant amount of weight. Like where where do I exactly. where do I draw that? I'm from? who I looked for. Yeah, when I started, as so, cliche as stupid as that. No, sounds. it's it's true because then that's why I started this podcast. Right. I'm like, you know what? Let me put this out there, and just show that you know, no, no, no. There's other people like you out there, and Maybe I see it, is. and you yeah. know, that's what this that's what social media does. It brings everybody together, and that's how I met you, and right. I met Gormy, and and a bunch of other people. And you, and that's that's what I think this is going to be as well is another place a safe place from guys that were at mm-hmm. that, that point. Yeah, and that again, that's what the community is lacking. That's what social media weight loss, for lack of a better term, is lacking. Is is that? And it's guys like us that are yeah. going to help break that stigma, going to break that wall. Yeah, because I think you know, struggling with uh, weight loss is is not, you know people don't think it's the manliest thing it's it's you know guys like to eat and drink beer and and do these things but like really like i was just like anybody else who was fearing for their life right and that's the manliest decision that you can make is actually saving your own life yeah i mean you know i had i was pushed along the way my my sister-in-law 
Um, I've said this many a time. She gave me the the coming to Jesus speech. Yeah. And that with just everything else that was going on, I had to make a decision. And I had to, you know, it was do you just give in? But again, guys don't talk about that because it's 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 you know, you're ashamed about your feelings and then you know you get labeled as, you know, a girly man. Listen, I do enough things already. Like, you know, you saw me watching Grey's Anatomy. They already yeah. had that stigma on me. <laughs> he did. Uh, John came over and I legit had Grey's Anatomy. I really thought on. I was going to walk in. He was going to have like some 90s wrestling on waiting for me. No, I walk in and it's Grey's Anatomy. I'm like, okay, did I miss something here? I started watching from season. You know, you know, I thought maybe your bridge club left. We're going to get off topic here. here for a second. The reason I started watching Grey's Anatomy season one again is if you're watching it now, it's like in season 16. Meredith's having these flashbacks with like George and Derek and and, and I'm like I got I want to go back and watch it again. Then we want to see what started. That meant nothing to me. I'm gonna be, I, I don't know George. I don't know Meredith. You like origin stories, don't you? Who? You like origin stories? Oh, right? I love origin stories. Here yeah, we I'm go. Not knocking you. I, I'm watching an origin All right, story. Good for here. you. All right. From the beginning. Calm down. All right. I'm sorry. Doctor McDreamy doing these weird surgeries. How'd like, you like Mandalorian? Can we talk about something that we oh, both watch? You know what? Let's let's, let's talk about Mandalorian. Let me tell you something. 2020 has been a hell of a year. Will always will go down as my favorite year of all time for the simple fact of the season finale of Mandalorian. I cried. Like I legitimately there's a video, but I cried my eyes out. If I had if I actually was able to to get a girlfriend, um <laughs> and the one just have one and then two sit through a Star Wars show and I would have done the, she would have had the same video. I mean, it's I was I don't want to give too much away if people haven't watched it, but you know, you should have seen it by now. Yeah, for real. It's it's been a while. When the single X Wing yeah. pulled in. Oof. I That's when the goosebumps started because I, went, I knew. I went, Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My voice was high. I'm sitting by myself in, in my house here saying this. And then when he you saw the robe. Yep. And, and then, then the glove. They showed just the glove. The glove, that's when I lost it. Yeah. I was like, and then he and then he went and he did the thing where he just crunched the mm-hmm. gut, that that death bot with, with just air. Yep. And I was like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm I'm five it. again. Yeah. Oh yeah. Same. It was just watching Star Wars for the first time again. Yeah. I was just bawling. And I know we probably just lost half the audience yes, with that, but without a doubt. But if you um, haven't watched it, you really do owe it to yourself to give it a seriously. Watch. The Mandalorian, uh, yeah. Disney Plus, pay, it pays for itself. It does that that one show and then all the other Star Wars stuff that's coming. So that's kind of something we have in common too, which is. Kind of funny, like I'll, I'll kind of get into a backstory here about how I, I became friends with John. Um, my good friend Kim, you could know her better on Instagram as the Fit and Fabulous Mama, uh, probably over a year ago said, Hey, you should follow this guy. He's from Long Island. He's, you know, I guess kind of like, the, I guess we seem similar. Um, and give him a follow. So I gave him a follow. And then at one point, I shot him a message and said, Hey, man, would you, I got a podcast, a WWE podcast. And you know, big time over here, big time, cuzzy, cuz, cuzzy, big time. Didn't even left. Didn't even look at it. I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't. Oh, you don't know your messages. There's an option that is. It, it's like if you don't follow somebody ignore. back, it it's, goes. It's, it's, it's ignore not ignore. I get it's it. not ignore. And then, so then, the second time around, well, it was. Well, I, well, it, I, I unfollowed you at that point. Well, I'm yeah, like, I know because you're stubborn. After like just, a week, I was like, you're like, ah, screw this guy. He's full of himself. Exactly. That's exactly what I said. Who the hell does he think he is? And I said to Kim, I was like, you know, this guy has a jerk off. Look at the message. Yeah. I said, who does he think he is? I'm sorry. With his uh All I can say is I'm sorry. His elbow. My elbow. Me and Gory make funny elbow. I'm sure. <laughs> that really doesn't surprise me. Like, 
in the slightest bit. But uh, lo and behold, the best. I think it, really it was is. Gormy who turned around. Was it Gormy who turned yes, around? Yes, yeah. because Gormy said he would. He had you on. I actually listened to that podcast. So this like, whole time, hold on, hold on. So this whole time on the way up to Rhode Island, you had secret heat with me yeah, that I man. didn't open a message, and I'm sitting there and I'm driving <laughs> us to Rhode Island. No wonder why it was silent for like the first fifteen it was, minutes. Well, it was silent because I was eating my breakfast. Yeah, that's that's true. True. <laughs> that was. That's it. No, it was no. At that point, it was gone. What happened was I I had just like listened. Yeah, you know, I listened to Gormy's podcast and had you on. Right, and I was got curt. I'm like this fucking guy. Yeah, you just a big shot can't answer a message. That's the whole thing. Gormy would actually talk about you, and he would say like, "No, you should. You know, he lives on Long Island. You guys, you know, should probably know each other." And then he kind of like facilitated the whole thing. And um, now we're best buds. I say best buds, but best um, buds. I had we John hang out like two times a week. We're best buds. You frequent the same cigar lounge. Um, I'm not going to give it to you. Uh, <laughs> Put me over, David. What the hell? So I then I had you on the podcast. You actually answered right away then once. When you, I knew? Yeah. That I saw a message? Yes. Yeah. And then I got you on and I did yours. And then, then you know, yeah, then we took the trip up to Rhode Island. That was a fun trip. That was a, a very fun trip. And um, I'm kind of mad now that, you know, it was a going away party for Gory, but I'm kind of mad that. And he went away? Yeah, he went away. Yeah. But yeah, if anybody wants the, the and that's usually the beginning of most of my friendships is that I, I don't was, like them at first was probably pissed about something first. If anybody ever wants to know uh, some real stories, you could talk to Brian McKenna. He's a comedian. And uh, he, at my birthday show, he went, he told stories about like when he first met me and stuff like that. It was not pleasant. And uh, so, yeah, that's usually the thing. But uh, yeah, I was like, you know, oh, follow me. I ain't following you. That's uh, the kind of thing. Yeah, well, whatever. Here we are. Now I'm in the man-child cave. Now he's in here. Yeah. And I share, you know, I share you. you my favorite thing about you before and after is your face when you're, when you're bigger. Everyone says that. Because you're always like, Because I was. <laughs> your mouth is always open. Like, look like you're in a daze. Look like you're in a daze. You're like. What's in a daze? Off camera, I'll tell you why. The funniest picture. It's so <laughs> Excuse me. I did not cut out time out of my day to come here and get abused. My I could have stood home. My favorite one is the one where you're in the hospital gown with the belt. Oh, I was on a lot of it, a lot of more. It looks like somebody like hit you with the belt before they <laughs> gave it to you. <laughs> you literally like you hold the belt. If you watch it on Facebook, you're gonna see it. You're just like, <laughs> and then like the next picture is him in like a three piece suit. Like you know, like, <laughs> like you really came a long way. I did. It came a really long way. He looks like the, my 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 favorite, I guess, analogy. He went from Bobby Jr. to AJ Jr. If you're a Sopranos fan, that's uh, that's that's. AJ looks like an idiot at the end. Wow, the same beard. Wow, I really could have stood home if I wanted I'm, this abuse. I'm waiting you to save the ozone and your Nissan Xterra. <laughs> Random Soprano references again. We're losing all the audience with this right now. Uh, you smoking no. pot at your confirmation? Yeah, what is car? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> your response to talk to him but uh no but seriously it, it means it's, it's great but you know we could joke about it because that's right we're sick in the head but it's just i noticed that today i'm saying to myself every picture has got his mouth open a lot of things went in there are you a mouth breather that i am a, i'm still a mouth breather like, close your mouth now, yeah, <laughs> but here's the thing in every every picture every before picture his mouth's open and every after picture, he's got sunglasses on. An elbow. An elbow. It's like, it's... 
I can kind of pose. I can pose. I can't. I do the same thing too. I take the same. You, you want to s- know why? And you're gonna feel bad when I tell you why I can't pick a new pose. You want me to do it? You're gonna try to make me feel. But here's the thing: I'm a stand-up comic almost eleven you have years. A black hot. It's gonna take a lot for me to feel nah, bad. It's just because of the shake. So like, I am stable in one way, okay. and that's the way so I you, stay. You kind of make me feel bad. For yeah, now. exactly. Make fun of a kid with a tremor. That's good, really good. That's like making fun of a kid in a wheelchair at your show. I never did that. <laughs> Not on purpose. No. So, um, Wait, he can't stand up and give me a round of applause. Oh. <clears throat> no, I never made fun of uh, <clears throat> anybody in the wheelchair. We actually, you know, we would do a lot of fundraisers for different, you know, uh, mm-hmm. charities and, and people raising money for different ailments and everything. So, like, people would, you know, the people running the, sh- like, you know, the, like, the hosts at the shows would come in and go, Red Hat, stay away. Because, you know... When you're on stage and it's black, yeah, you know it's it's, it's just you can see two rows mm-hmm. and then it's black with the lights. You don't know, right? Like somebody's saying something, and you know, so you might go at somebody and not realize what you're saying. Right. So that's another reason why, like when you go to a comedy club, they say don't heckle. One, you're interrupting the show, but two, you know, just if the comic gets thrown off of something, he's gonna just. Go at you, and so it, it is like you know. But no, I didn't mean to make fun of you. You you're shaking your tremor. That's not what I'm. You can get a tripod and take pictures. That stabilization. You feel really bad, don't you? No, just get that camera with the stabilization. It doesn't. Do, I have a camera with a stabilization. It doesn't do anything. Listen, I use a tripod. Take my pic. I take the same pose every week too, though. Yeah, I know. I never called you out once about it. What am I gonna do? I. I, I what am I gonna do? I don't know. Oh well, now you feel like an ass. Yeah, but I'm I'm older, so it's I'm. Oh, we're playing the age card. Yeah, I'm gonna play oh, the age card. Right, cool. I'm f- 41. There's not too many good. things I could, many poses I could do. All right, okay. I'm gonna Come do on. you know tomorrow for for transformation Tuesday. Me, you're getting you're getting a new pose. Yeah, I don't know what it's gonna be. I'm gonna hold you to it. I'm gonna know what it's gonna be, but you're gonna get a new one. Can you do like the girl one when they do like the the legs separated and the ass out like that and it makes everything look rounder? You know is what I'm that, talking about? Is that what it is? Yeah. Do you, no, do you really know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I've seen it. It's a certain stance. Or, I'm really trying to get the, it down. Or the leg pop. Yeah. It's kind of like the leg pop, but it's more bend in the back, and they really yeah. break their back. Yeah. Maybe I'll try that. Yeah. Maybe take it. Like if you watch it on Facebook, <laughs> I'm kind of doing it like now. Just, you know, I'm not going to be able to move my back now. It's it's done. It's cracked. Now I'm getting <laughs> seized. But no, seriously, the, the, the pictures are great. Um, Thanks. I mean, I think that's a big point, you know, talk about. We'll get back to talk about serious stuff for a while. Uh, before we end this fun, I think it is important though along the way to take the pictures. Like you obviously did oh, that, yeah. and I, I didn't. And this is what I miss now is that I was so ashamed of what I looked like that I actually crop pictures. Like, mm-hmm. like people thought like I only took a picture with a panoramic camera because mm-hmm. you only saw it from my chest up, and like he was like, yeah, like I have a picture of me sitting on stage at Governor's, <clears throat> and it's literally from my chest up because I remember the picture was just like. I look like uh, one of those toys you give the dog, the uh, the Kong things. It was yes. just like roll after roll after roll. So after I avoided roll. P- taking pictures at all costs yeah. before I started my journey. And I worked in a club business for a really long time before my journey. And So they would hit you over the head and then while you had your mouth open to take a picture? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So they would, try, they would try to take pictures of me and I would try to avoid them at all costs. But then, you know, you have certain friends, they want to take pictures. But everything was always from the chest up, like you just said. Yep. And then... And I always would at angle. Like if mm-hmm. I took a selfie, it was like this, you know. I, I have to hide I, I the double get, chin. I couldn't get it higher. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't yeah. get it high enough. Um, but then when I started with Steve, 
his whole thing was, uh, listen, you got to start taking pictures. Okay. He was like, I know it's going to suck. He was like, but you're going to regret it. You know, when you're a hundred pounds down, when you're 200 pounds down, you're going to regret not having the progression, the progression photos. And, you know, at first I was like a big non-believer in what was going on. So yeah. like when he was telling me, oh yeah, take the pictures for when you're a hundred pounds down. I was like, hundred pounds down, bro. You're lucky if I get down 10 pounds. Like it's, it seems impossible at first. Right. A hundred percent. But you know, I thank God that he forced me into taking pictures because you know, I wouldn't, it just, the progression shows itself. Yes. And a lot, and a lot of things, you know, the one thing I tell people is I personally didn't start seeing visual progression on myself, like being able to look in the mirror and be like, oh, you know, you look different until probably I lost 150 to 175 pounds. I'm going to agree with that. Um, I, I, I noticed difference in pictures, but you know, the, the, the mind, the, your mind plays with you. Oh yeah. And even now, like I'll take a picture for transformation Tuesday. Right. And for I don't see a difference. It's like, you know, it's crazy. It's 200 pound difference. Right. It's there, but your mind will play those tricks on you where Absolutely. I really didn't see in the mirror. Probably like last like six, seven months, maybe like really seeing a difference. Mm-hmm. Body dysmorphia is a real thing, bro. Yeah, I mean, it. You because here's the funny thing: when I was when I was almost six hundred pounds, I saw myself smaller. Okay, like I didn't I didn't see myself as being big. Yeah, I even understand. though, like you know, I would, I was. I I, I always shaved off about one hundred fifty to two hundred pounds when people ask me how much I weighed. <clears throat> I did that like in high school. Yeah, so did I. So I, I was like you. pushing four bills in high school. I'd be like, yeah, I'm two fifty. I, I remember in high school one time. Uh, I, this teacher was trying to help me work out. He's like, how much do I? I'm like 190. I was 200 pounds in seventh grade. <laughs> and here I am in high school saying that like I was, yeah, I was 90. Yeah. But that, you know, the thing is that I saw myself smaller then than I do now. Right. It's like now I pick on every floor, every, every. Because every, you know, mentally, you know, there's progression. You, you, your body doesn't want to see it. So you're going to start yeah. picking out everything that you don't like. I pick out every, every, every little thing. Like, you know, especially now that excess skin is starting to come around. Right. Where it was a, the same thing has been there. Like that, that, my belly's always been there. It just hasn't been as loose, and it hasn't oh, yeah. been, you know, like my legs haven't been as loose, and my arms haven't been as loose, and it's just it it was filled, so it it didn't. It was buoyant. It didn't. Yeah, it didn't to me. It's, it's, it was proportionate. It didn't right. seem as bad. I understand. You know, now it's just now it's head like holding a plastic bag that's been filled with water, it's like a melted candle. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Like everything's heading south. <laughs> Going south for the winter. <laughs> okay. So you actually you've had. The, the correctional surgery. So, yeah, I had I had a tummy tuck. I had a abdominoplasty, um, only hip to hip. Uh, wish I would have done 360. Uh, probably I have revisions that I need to make. Um, on average, they say if you lose like 200 pounds, on average, you'll do like five skin revisions, like, you know, skin surgeries to really get you to the perfect spot. Well, thanks. I'm not going to sleep tonight. All right. Well, uh <laughs> Next up, I am planning on doing my chest and my arms and some of my back because I've noticed that when I sit down, I have two sets of asses. <laughs> I, I don't even have a ass. I, well, I don't. But when I sit down, I, it's am, like, I have no ass. I have no ass. I have zero ass. I wish I had an ass. Me too. It, I, it, it's probably fun, like to sit on things and it not hurt well, all the like, time. Just like you know, wear a pair of jeans and yeah. fill out the back. Right. It just goes. My. Like, I just like have a, straight. Back. I have like a shelf ass. It just yeah. goes down. It's yeah. like yeah. oh, there's no shelf. It's just sheetrock. It goes in It's like you know So yeah Chest arms uh, Maybe some back We'll see so It's expensive start, it, It's expensive And I heard painful as, as well I mean we're not gonna lie it's, it's, right? So it's not as painful As I had imagined It was okay. going to be um, You know I've heard horror stories The same when I When I had uh, the sleeve done I heard 
horrible horror stories. Um, as long as you go with it in a positive mindset, and I know that that sounds super corny, but if you really do, if you tell yourself the whole time before going in, I'm going to feel great after, you're going to kind of trick yourself a little bit in the feeling great after. Like, listen, the first week and a half, two weeks, I couldn't stand up straight because okay. everything is just pulling, you know, in two different directions. But I wasn't, oh, my God, this was the worst decision I ever made in my whole entire life. No, because, you, yeah, you see yourself. Right. You know, and, and yeah, you don't have that. <clears throat> the, yeah. The excess skin. You don't yeah. feel bad. You know, tucking and pulling and, right. and everything, and and that's that's you know, I, that's the hardest thing for me to do now is is find like a button down shirt, because I have like my upper body is where it should be, mm-hmm. you know, like up here. If I stand up straight, now you can see things are starting to you know, job of the hut. But if you if I stand up straight, like my chest area yeah. is normal, but my my stomach where all the excess skin is now at, it's it doesn't fit. I had it's like almost two sizes bigger just because my stomach is where it is. As opposed to where my chest is. Right. So I have the opposite now. So okay. my stomach is, you know, I'm flat on the stomach, but yeah. up here on my chest, everything is just kind okay. of falling over and doing things it shouldn't do. And my love handles, same thing. Well, there we go. So it's opposite. Yeah. Totally, totally opposite. Which is better, you think? I can't lie. I, Sometimes I wish I was right back there. Oh, stop no, it. No, I'm not just saying that stop to, you know, it. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Stop it. I, I'm really not. There's sometimes. I'm gonna be honest. Be honest. No, I don't. I I can't wait. Actually. I thank God I had it done. I mean, that's. I'm not gonna lie about that. I'm gonna find a way to get it done. Uh, hella it's just high too water. much money. It's it's a lot of money. You know, and uh, I don't listen. If I got to do weird things, I'm gonna start doing. I'm gonna have things. to start doing weird things too. But because uh, I mean, listen. At the end of the day, when I got quoted out for everything, doctor looked at me and says twenty two grand. Insane. Uh, that's. Wild. And, but here's the thing too, like you know, and again, they call it cosmetic surgery. It is it's not, not just co- no. It's it's you need this off your because right. it pulls on your organs. Number mm-hmm. one, just want to look at the medical thing, rashes. Yeah, this it's all real. So that's what I said. Like I'm gonna make sure I get this like covered. I'm not gonna like shower for like a week and get like these weird rashes. Okay, been there. And Did I'll that. be like, and I'll okay. be like, hey, listen, I got some. There's a fungus among us. Let's yep. get rid of it. Yeah. Oh, they don't that. do that. No, I did so, that. They hose you down and they... So they told me, they, they did, listen, they told me, listen, if you could prove that you have rashes, you have this, you have that, you might be able to get 10% covered. 10%? So, yeah, so I had doctors writing notes that That's I had fungus among us, I had things growing out of my ears, it didn't make a difference. I And I did, I legitimately, at the end, I had really bad rashes because of the chafing and the It skin. happens in the summer, it's hot. Right, exactly. Um, they didn't care. Couldn't get anything covered. I couldn't even get the anesthesia covered because basically that's what it comes down to. The ten percent will basically cover the anesthesia. the anesthesia. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. I'm gonna have to figure something out. We're gonna have to do. Uh, we're gonna take the show on the road. People want to come see it. Maybe. Yeah, I'm so down. That's what we're gonna I have. would love. To that's take what we have to road. do. Take take the cousin cousy road tour. <laughs> cousy back roads. Cousy back roads. It wasn't bad in the car, was it? I, I mean, had a great time. I'm surprised I did too. I thought I was gonna hate it. Especially you were timing all your meals. I really thought I was going to hate you for a little while, but no, nah, it, was, it wasn't bad. I only I, felt bad at the end of the night because I'm sitting there starving. I ate like seven hours ago. This kid's done eating. And I'm like, I look at Gourmet. I'm like, bro, if I don't go to a gas station, get a bag of jerky, I'm going to faint. And I feel bad. I was okay, though. Kid. No, I know you were, but I felt bad because I didn't know. Listen, we didn't know each other that well. And I no. didn't know if you were how you were or anything like that. Here's, you were timing your meals out. I didn't want to make you here's feel one like thing. you some jerky. No, I never like 
because I know people are doing their own thing. I do my own thing. Yeah. I, I never like make anybody feel bad. And the only thing I'll say like at work is like people choke on it. Like, you know, like yeah. this cookies or some people are right. cookies. But then he judged me when I went into a gas station, got a protein bar. So how did I judge you? You did. You made a comment. What did I say? I don't remember. You made a comment. Guaranteed. Anthony, I did you made not a make a co- You made a comment. No, you say I made a comment because people know me and they know me a comment. But I, what Guaranteed. comment did I make? I don't know. I didn't like the protein bar you bought, but it was I made a nah, comment. No, it was a good protein bar. It was a thick crunch. I didn't make a comment about it. You, you're lying now. No. Nah. You, you're lying to the people. How are the people? They seem good. They were very into the podcast until we probably started talking about Mandalorian. But uh-huh. we're going to wind it down anyway. We're, we're coming, to a, coming to an hour here. So before we do, uh, why don't you plug everything you got to plug? Let everybody know where they can find you, talk to you, and every, all the all those good stuff. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Jarps Journey. That's J A R P S underscore Journey. Not Jarps. Not Jarps. Oh, okay. It's J Arp with an apostrophe S, but you can't do apostrophes on Instagram. It's 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 J Arp. You know, for John Arpino. But uh, and you can find me on Facebook, John Arpino. Uh, you can follow the Accountable Life Group at Accountable Life Group, and you can join us every single Wednesday night at 8.30 for a free community call, and you can just DM me, and I will drop you that link. Uh, if you're looking for a group of like-minded individuals who are trying to change their life and support each other while on that journey, then please contact me. We would love to get in contact with you. And, uh, yeah, you can look for our podcast on YouTube on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify. If if there's a listening station, we're probably on it. So just look up the Accountable Life Group. All right, everybody. Check it out. Thanks, Ant. No problem. This has been episode 152 of the WW Row Podcast with me, your host, Anthony DiDomenico. As always, available on iTunes and at www.podcast.podbean.com. But while you're on iTunes... Five-star rate and review. I love sharing your posts. I love sharing on social media and bragging about the best podcast listeners out there. And that is you. We are played in and out each week by Hollow and their single, Something to Believe. You can find the song on iTunes as well. And while you're there, check out Nick's new band, Demon Scar. He's dropping new songs and new albums every week, it seems like. He's putting a lot of material out there in this pandemic. Check him out. Demonscar.bandcamp.com. Only one place to go Long Island for your deli needs. That's Finn's Deli, 4646 Merrick Road in Massapequa. Finn'sDeli.com. Check them out on Uber Eats, DoorDash. Get the Uncle Cheese. If you're in the store, I tell my brother Mike you heard the plug on the show. And order yourself an Uncle Cheese. Put it in your face. Enjoy it. It's awesome. Once again, I want to thank John for joining me today. On episode 152. I will talk to everybody next week. Have a Merry Christmas. And we'll talk uh, next week. Have a good one, guys.